Here we go. And in three, two, one. Hello, is this thing on? Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I, I kind of started recording, but it was halfway through what you were saying. Um, okay. And I just wanted to touch on that. So Miss McCready, round two, here we go. Back again. And the last time you sat down with us was back in February 21st. Yes. Episode two. And episode two. we're not going to go ahead and go, we're not going to go into all the questions that we did. Clearly, because that was a good 40 minute <laughs> and you were very generous with the information you shared yeah. and I loved it. And it got a lot of listens and I'm sure if yeah. you haven't listened to episode two. Go listen to it. Yes, it's absolutely. Because we're not going to touch on all the stuff that uh, it, it was some great history. But you were just saying last time you were here, we were sitting down. And we had the plexiglass screen up. But I remember it was one of the first times that I was in the company of others at school without my mask on. And for the better part of COVID, I was a little bit more cautious, a lot more cautious, I would say, than I needed to be. So I just remember being nervous that even though we had the screen up, that my mask was off and, you know, it just no one, no one knew really still what yeah, was happening what back were... then, even though it was close to a year almost after when it had first started. But it's nice to be back. But without... we were still going into the unknown. Yeah. I mean, even though we kind of made it through that first half of the year and we were back in session, you know, I'll use air quotes. Yeah, <laughs> back in session. Yeah. We didn't. I mean, I think the 2021 year was a lot harder mm -hmm. compared to the when it was just shut down because there were so many changes week to week, day to day. Yes. So I felt bad for Mrs. Mock and for the teachers because it just, mm -hmm. you were constantly having to change your plans, um, accommodate distant learning for those who decided to come in. It was, there was, it was so cloudy. Yes. But we, we survived it and I speak frequently with a lot of my students who have a lot of positive and wonderful things to say about that year, which is really magnificent to hear because when you think of that first year back with COVID, with all of the changes and all of the restrictions that were placed on the students, you wouldn't think that they would have an overflow of all of these nice things to say about how much fun they had. So that's, that's nice to hear. Too. And hopefully they never have to deal with it again. I know. Oh just my goodness. Hopefully chalk that not. under just a experience. Yep. Done. We survived it. <laughs> <laughs> we're better, you know, we're better off because of it. Not in any way related to, not better off because it had no, happened, no. but just we learned. we've learned. We learned. And we found a way, and we found as a school and teachers and everyone, we found a way to improve. We found things that we could have actually applied that we would have never have done. Yeah. During that time, it, look at this. And we just, started a podcast where it's like, how can we yeah. be more mindful of how can we reach more people? And there are things that you think you can't get through and you are getting through them as you're living and breathing, you know? So it gives, hopefully it gives everyone a little bit of perspective of their own strength yeah. that we don't always think we have, but we do. So... 
And unlike the first podcast, which was again about 40 minutes, we're trying not to be as long. Not that I don't mind. Yes. Yeah. But because I think you and I can sit down and just let's just talk about yeah. everything. We're very yeah. free with our words between yeah. the two of us. We're, we talk about a lot of stuff. And yeah. so like we have I, I pulled you actually selected six questions from the sixth graders. Yes. And let's not let's not waste any more time. Okay. Let's just go into this because I'm sure everyone is dying to know. The first question that you pulled from them is, who's your fr- um, who's your friend as motivator? That's what you wrote to me. Do you understand what you wrote there? Yes. And that's how I saw the question appear. Um, okay. Maybe who, maybe who motivates me as a teacher. The first person that I thought of, her name is Mrs. Lewis. She has been my best friend since college. She teaches. She's been teaching as long as I have. And I speak a lot with her about our days in college and about teaching and planning and preparing and grading and everything that a teacher talks to other teachers about. I talk with her about because she's one of my best friends. And what she always says to me is, you can do it. I believe in you. So, you know, when I'm feeling frustrated or lost or just that I have all of these things to grade and all of these things to prepare for. I know that I can reach out to her because she's, you know, you don't know the life of a teacher unless Mm -hmm. you are a teacher. So she knows exactly what I'm going through. So it's, it's nice to have her as someone who's like, yep, I get it plan it out, give yourself time. You can do it. So she's my, she's my person when it comes to that. Number two, what is your favorite thing about kids? My favorite thing about kids is how they are so alive and they always keep me laughing and they keep me wondering and they keep me curious and they let me, they remind me to just appreciate, just appreciate everything. Cause they'll come in and they'll just tell me a random, a random story about something, which I love. I love just hearing whatever is going on in their life, yeah. but they see, I'm just thinking of the Bible quote, like faith, like a child, they see the world so differently from adults and it's hard to take yourself out of your own experience and try and see the world differently. But I just love being surrounded by this age group of people like middle school is my, they're my people. And it's just nice to like live in their world for a little Mm -hmm. bit and kind of see how they're able to see things because it's some of this stuff is with a lot more color then, oh, I can, yeah. then adults, you know, because <laughs> it's you get older, you have more responsibilities, you have more things to worry about. And they know that they have their own set of yeah. of stuff that is that is going on with them. But when they get that aha moment or when that light bulb goes off, it's just like, yes, can I just capture, save this in a little bottle and just keep, you know, keep the spirit with me for a little bit. And before, before I go on, I didn't properly introduce you for those who didn't, haven't, who doesn't know you. What subjects do you teach and what grades do you teach? I am the sixth grade social studies teacher and the eighth grade religion teacher. Oh, so see, that explains a lot of your answer right there. Yeah. <laughs> You've got some great subjects and yes. some great minds that you're teaching yes. them. Yes. So yeah. that's, 
that is, oh, I can only imagine. Like I said, mm-hmm. I, like you walk into your classroom, it's always new. Yeah. It's always great. There's always that energy. Yeah. So that's a great mixture between you and the kids and the students. So I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. This I like is, it. This is a very pressing question. Clearly. And I think whoever wrote this question, I think they put, you know, Miss McCready. Yeah. This they, was a very yes. called out. That's yes. okay. <laughs> do you drink more coffee than water? I do. Without a doubt, I do. And it is funny, maybe funny. I don't know. I don't really think about drinking water because when I get up, we'll all have like water after I brush my teeth in the morning. But on my way to school, I get coffee. When I'm at school, I get coffee. If I'm cold, I drink coffee. So, but I have a lot of water bottles. They're all sitting on my desk. You know, the kids are are drinking water all day long, but I don't I don't think about it, but you always have that mug with you. Yes. A mug, a yep. coffee mug I have, with yep. you. Yep. And they're all over my desk too. So I have become more aware that I do, <laughs> I do need to balance it out. It can't just be all coffee. And I know that. But now that you hit, now that some random sixth grader posed a question to you about. Yes. <laughs> whoever you are, I don't know who you are, but thank you for reminding Miss McCready to drink water because we all need it. Dun, dun, I need dun. it more We're than a I need concerned coffee. about yes. her balance. Yes. <laughs> okay. Coffee to water ratio. Yeah. Next question. What is your favorite way to teach? Um, my favorite way to teach, I try and make the material come alive as much as I can. I like a lot of different memory strategies. We talk a lot about mnemonics and we do some movement. I get them talking and engaged with with one another. I do like a lot of lecture and me presenting the information, but... I think that students are going to learn it best if they're engaged in it through making up a rhyme or a song or doing some sort of fun assignment or some fun activity that is related to it so that it becomes more a part of their life than, oh, we just have to learn it because it's it's in the book and we're going to be tested on it. Have you ever been in a situation where you're trying to get them excited or engaged in a lesson or, or a subject and they are just not having it? Did you have to like go outside of your comfort zone to be like, this is what I'm, what we need to do. Well, and I think with religion that comes to mind for eighth grade, because we're learning about the history of the church and what the apostolic mindset was and what their mission was starting the church and and moving around through Jerusalem and all the early cities back then. And I try to impart on them as much as I can, that we are still living this, like we are still called in the same way that they were called. So with them, even though it's hard to connect history from 2000 years ago, I try and make it relevant to their life today. How can we you know, use the same lessons or live in the same mindset. Like we are still connected 2000 years later, even though it it might seem like you can't make that connection. So sometimes I feel like I'm out there on a limb, but I, I try and make it as, as relevant to them because if they can, the more, the more it is meaningful to them on their own level, 
the more buy-in they're going to have, I guess, or the more they're going to want to learn more about it and see how it applies. And something I love about your style too, is that you have no problem you know, putting yourself out there. I, I remember correctly, you were, I, did you do a rap or did you do a dance? <laughs> We, yes. So when we learn about the virtues in eighth grade religion, the cardinal and theological virtues, I have them make a song or a rap and I did a rap and I performed it. I was nervous to like live perform it. So I had one of our teachers film me on the iPad so that I can just play that recording. But I think it gets worse every single time I play it. And I'm like, there's a part of me that's glad that I'm not like doing it live three times a day, but yeah, you know, you gotta, I don't know, bring it, <laughs> bring it to their level. So yes. Well, that's great. Cause they're saying, oh, here she is doing exactly what she's asked. You know, I will do that. She's, <laughs> you're setting the tone. She's up there embarrassing herself. Maybe we well. can do, we, we can join her. Let's join her. Last question from our sixth graders. Who was your favorite teacher when you were a kid? Um, Another math teacher comes to mind. So if you've listened to my first podcast, math is my worst subject. And my math teacher junior year was my favorite math teacher because she made it make so much sense. And this is another math teacher from sixth, seventh and eighth grade, Miss Coughlin, who I still think may be at St. Pat's in Carlsbad. I'm not sure. But I remember that she would tutor me after school. And I remember her giving me Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> so she was very patient and willing and knowledgeable, of course, to be able to bring it down to my level which what level am I at of just someone who I really struggled with it and I just needed the concepts and the terms to be broken down into the most basic language. So I'm always grateful for those teachers who I have who, you know, see the massive amount of struggle that I was dealing with in this subject and were like, you know, we're not going to leave you astray or let you have to figure it out on your own. So she helped me very much so. So I'm grateful for her. So in a roundabout way, you can say she's somewhat responsible for your rapping and being able to take it to their level. Yes. <laughs> it all started. Yeah. <laughs> in my, in my middle school experience is when I, yes. Yeah. So now that we've finished those, now I changed the rapid fire questions because you have listened to a lot of the I've podcast. To, yeah. Guilty. Yes. And well, <laughs> this is good. That's, that's a good thing. So I'm like, well, I got it. Yeah. You know, the, the whole point of having the rapid fire questions is just that those just quick to, reactions. Well, so if you know them, you've already thought I about can't, them. Yeah. So these, I the, like to plan. And when I can't plan, it's like, <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> so now could you survive without a phone, any phone or internet for a month? She's making a face. You can't see it. Um, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm going to say no. If it were shorter than that, maybe. But a, a month is a long time. But then again, I have to be fair. You know, Netflix, all the streaming. There's there, there's some legitimate entertainment and some legitimate yes. news things. So it's yep. not like you're just on your phone on social media all day. Yeah. So, you know, I think, again... The planner in me, I think if I knew this was coming up and I was able to like figure out, okay, if I'm not going to be on my phone, I can do this, then maybe. But I think that that would be a good, a good practice for me, something that would really challenge me. 
Well, we're, we're in Lent when we recorded this, so I think it's a little bit too late, but that, that yes. maybe next year. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. Um, next question. What is your favorite animal? Come on, think. Rapid fire. Rapid fire giraffes. Okay. Because they're tall, like me. <laughs> um, and I like their coat. Okay. What word do you hate hearing? Um, sus. <laughs> you wanted rapid fire. That's no, the first that's word great. that came that's to great. my mind because the middle schoolers say it all the time. And I'm, you know, that's just trying to pick just, another word, <laughs> pick another word. It's out. It's old. It's not trending anymore. Just kidding. If you had, <laughs> if you had to be a Disney character, which would you be? Goofy. Okay. All right. Why not? Now, normally this is the last question I ask, but for you, I have a special kind of like addendum to our rapid fire questions. So does pineapple belong on pizza? It does not. Oh, you're the first one to say no. It does not. It's a texture thing. Do you eat pineapple in general? Not really. Okay. So you're more like anti-pineapple. I will eat it. Will I buy it for myself? No. Will I eat it from a can? No. Does it belong on pizza above all? No. Okay, fair enough. Does fair ham enough. belong on pizza? No. That's Hawaiian wrong. pizza? No. Those are my thoughts. Okay, I do not want any emails directed at me for that. Please you can don't, don't email me either. <laughs> now, the last question, which is kind of going into a subset, now, and you're probably yes. going to, this will probably change the whole tone of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, because both you and I feel very passionate about this subject. Yeah. yeah. And the question I have is on a high level, but I'm going to ask you some sub questions and we're just going to go through this. Okay. This is, this is serious now. Okay. The question is build your ultimate sandwich. And now I'm going to go piece by piece here. So let's do it. So for your bread, white, wheat, multigrain, what do we got? Sourdough, toasted sourdough. All right. What topping? Now what's the mayo, mustard, what kind? What do we got? Both mayonnaise and mustard. A little bit more mayonnaise than mustard, honey mustard. What about a Dijon? Or regular Dijon. A little bit of spice in there. Okay. Yep. Now for the meat, what do we got then for meat then? Roast beef. Ham is okay? I could go all, I could go all sorts of ways. Not ham. So you, Except you, for ham. I do turkey or roast beef would be my choices. Okay. So you, again, you are not, not a ham, ham person. person. Not a pineapple person, apparently. Either. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rolling it e- out. Coming up on Easter. What do you do for Easter then? We don't have ham or I don't eat a lot of it if we have it at the table. Fair enough. Okay. Now going on to the garden, to the veggies. What do we got here? So let's do lettuce now. Do you do like the iceberg? Do you iceberg, romaine, spinach? What do we got? A little mix of spinach and romaine, not iceberg. Okay. Now, what about like tomatoes? I I have more veggies on my sandwich than like meat and cheese and anything else. Okay. Like load it high. Lots of tomatoes, yes. cucumbers, red onion. Avocado. Yep. And then um, pickle? Dill? Yes. And do you want to like extra, like do you want to, how about bacon? I mean, that, 
Really? Nope. Okay. I'm that not part a baking, of the ham I'm family. not a baking girl. It's part of the ham family. <laughs> I think in my last podcast, we were talking about burgers. Clearly, I love food. And like a fried egg on a burger I can do. And I think there was a burger where I had a fried egg and bacon. That was too, that was too much for me. (laughs) I'm not, I like bacon, but I'm not the biggest fan of bacon. This last question then regarding the sandwiches is very key. Okay. Is, do you cut it in half diagonally? No cut at all. What's happening there? In a half, I cut it in half or a diagonal triangle cut. Does that impact the flavor? I think so. And I'm like used to my dad, like when he has a burger, he'll cut it in half. So I'm like, that's just what I do. And I think it's nice because you can see, yeah, like the bread covers a whole thing if you don't cut it. So you can see, you can see how nicely laid out things are. And what a lot of people do not know outside of the other teachers who have actually come into the lounge when you or I are in there. The the conversations that you and I have. It's a big deal. About sandwiches. What what do you got there? What are you you putting on that thing? That looks delicious. What else are you going to take out of the fridge? (laughs) Are you sharing? Are you going to make one for me? And and I do the same too. What you got there? Let's talk about this. You know, and we joked about even like a YouTube, like let's do a video. Maybe we'll see. We get any feedback. See if we get any sponsors, maybe. <laughs> here we are. Because people care about what we eat and that's, how yes, we do this. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> you really want to know what my sandwich choices are today. Well, once again, I so thank you for your time Absolutely. during the day. This has it's been fun. fun. And I wish you well and keep doing what you're doing. The kids thank love you. you. We love having you here. Thank you. Take care. Bye.